to a lot of things, a talk show about everything. I'm your host, Carl Sardella. Today I have with me a very good friend, uh, a companion, a confidant. That means I like confide I think you're overselling you. it. Oh, really? How good a friend we are. I am. Michael, <laughs> Michael Wolf. Now I feel like we're not friends. Yeah. You're from The Spoon and Smart Kitchen Summit. How are you doing, I am. Doing, I'm from The Spoon, Smart Kitchen Summit. I'm doing well. It's exciting to be on here. On this, this is on it. On the show in, in front of an audience. This is a live uh, podcast. I feel like uh, this could be so much fun. We don't know what direction it's going to go. Anything can happen. We have this background. This looks you great. You have a crazy shirt on. I have a shirt on, which isn't that crazy. It's kind of crazy. A homeless person stopped me the other day and said it was great. I appreciate that. And you don't lie, so that's a true story, which I find hard to believe. It a is. Like a homeless person just said, I love your shirt. Yeah, I mean, they were on the street. Here's the thing. Truth. I don't know if they were homeless. But they were on the street. They looked like had a feeling of like they were. That was where they vibe. were at. Yeah, they had a vibe, like they might be from where they were at. All right. So and they were like, "Hey, you, nice digging shirt. that shirt." Got it. Not. A, it's an honest story. All right. Let's talk about food and tech because you run a company that has to do with food and technology. It's called the Spoon. Dot tech. Dot tech. It? By the way, is there many dot techs? There's a, there's a few. I'm not like throwing you under the bus here, but no. But it's hard to get the spoon.com. I'm little, I'm about twenty years late for that. So By the way, you have who, to do something creative. Let's just put this out there. It's never been on tape or the last time you were on the show. The spoon.com, do we know who that person is? I don't know. Can we, we call them out? We could try to call them out. Hey, the spoon.com. Um, are you doing they, anything with your website? They probably sell spoons. Like there's probably a spoon store That's doing lots what of it is. Someone in like nineteen ninety eight said, I'm gonna buy this URL. That was a smart and call. Sell spoons. Yeah. But we all go to Amazon and buy our spoons now, so they're probably not selling a ton. Have you went to like GoDaddy and saw how much it costs to get it, or is it like not available? Or how I it? haven't checked. I'm sure it's a lot of money. If you're watching people who own the spoon.com, uh, contact us because, I mean, are you selling spoons, really? Yeah, probably not. Come I on. mean, running a spoon store, are you crazy? That was it 1999? Anywho, the spoon.tech great. Um, we have a conference coming up, Smart yep. Kitchen Summit. It's in about... Less than six weeks, Smart Kitchen Summit. We have people coming there with food robots, with printers that print food. Uh, we'll have celebrity chefs from all over the world. We have uh, all sorts of fun stuff and lots of great food to eat. So it's going to be in yes. Seattle. It's on the waterfront of Bell Harbor. And uh, you've been there. You've been I've there been a couple there. years, right? Uh, yeah, we do the interviews there, and uh, we do this thing. Yeah. And we do this thing again, and I'll be on stage or on uh, panels or whatever. And you should come out to it. So check that out. And on your website, you talk about a bunch of things, including one of my favorite things in the whole world is talking about is plant-based protein, different type of protein that people can make from plants. It's the rage, right? Like everybody's doing it. I think uh, like every, it? every every day there's a new story about a fast food restaurant getting like a KFC getting they just got the plant-based chicken chicken yeah in atlanta and the lines are around the corner like people are lining up going crazy for it and and here's the thing like what we're trying to figure out is if this is just out of like sheer curiosity or there is so pent-up demand for non <laughs> non-chicken based chicken nuggets or whatever that people are going nuts i tend to think that a lot of people just have this like curiosity like what is a plant-based chicken bucket of chicken you think they're like? in line for the three hours just because they're like curious that's well, interesting yeah. well no one i mean how often is it that you have something that no one's had before? Like it's very, right. very infrequent now. So the, the fact that KFC is saying, hey, we're rolling out this thing in partnership with Beyond Meat 
plant-based chicken that no one's had before, really. Maybe a few people in our lab. Uh, come try it out. Yeah. You see why they get excited. But um, the Impossible Whopper, right? The Impossible Whopper, people are going crazy for that. Do they still sell that? Yeah. It was a one-time thing. I no, 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 no. Like, it's, it's, it's actually, they rolled it out nationwide about two weeks ago. I've gone, and actually, it actually tastes really good. Like, if you've had a regular Whopper, and then you have the Impossible Whopper, like, it's actually, for me, it's kind of hard to taste, tell the difference. Right down to kind of the fake, you know that Whopper fake charbroil flavor? Like, it's kind of gross. Like on the real Whopper? Yeah, the real Whopper has, like, this fake flame broil taste yeah, like it's yeah, been, yeah. like, chemically added. <laughs> or they've added that... Add the grit. They've the added that artificial flame broiledness with their spray-on yeah. flame broil can yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Impossible Whopper. And it tastes pretty similar. So. I've had Impossible Burger, and I actually like it a, quite a bit. Yeah. I like the flavor of it. So it's essentially the same thing. Um, I think it's really great, and I think uh, your site talks a lot about different articles about these sustainable food sources... And on your site, you have an article called Growing Protein, which is uh, Emerging Food Tech Ingredient Market. That's a lot of words. But it just basically means, like, making yeah. things from not meat. Well, there's lots of, like, ways to get alternative proteins. You know, the traditional way is, like, you know, from meat, from cows. But the, what we realized is um, cows take up a lot of resources, right? Yet they, they put out a lot of methane gas. So they're pretty horrible, generally, eating tons of meat, beef. is pretty horrible for the planet. And, and as you're looking at the, the world's population skyrocketing from 7 to 10, 10 billion by 2050, um, feeding everyone hamburger patties is not going to be sustainable. We're, yeah, already, yeah. we're already kind of seeing the world's resources being depleted. So lots of people um, like Impossible and Beyond are trying to say, hey, let's do it a different way. There's also just lots of other plant-based or kind of new ways to derive protein. Um, one is uh, uh, this techno – I don't want to get super nerdy, but – basically getting protein out of thin air, which sounds kind of crazy, but there's this technique that was basically developed in the 60s by NASA and by the Russians to basically figure out how can we feed uh, space space, space travelers. Like, how can you feed people when they're in space for years? Mm. They invented this technology by basically pulling protein out of thin air. Like, this was in technology literally literally invented in the 60s to feed astronauts. Well... When the Cold War kind of died, this technology just kind of went into – everyone kind of forgot about it. But over the last few years, there's been a few startups saying, hey, there's interesting technology here that where we can actually pull proteins out of thin air. It's a, tech, it's, a, it's, a, it's a technique called gas fermentation, essentially. But it's basically saying pulling out little proteins out of thin air and then taking this and feeding people. And imagine – you're that, eating air. I'm confused. Well, there's all sorts of microbes and, and molecules in, in the air. And if you, if you use this technology, kind of this technique, you can basically pull it out of the air. You use Holy a little bit crap. of crap. Kind of, yeah, you use a little bit of kind of electricity, and you basically can pull te- protein out of thin air. And what this means is if you're, like, in the middle of nowhere, like a food desert, a literal food desert, if you're in a third-world country, um, hopefully these are techniques that also can feed lots of people in places like Africa where they're not as – you know, they don't have as much of, like, a, an infrastructure to develop food in factories or whatever. Um, it sounds like something if aliens came down, yeah. they'd be like, hey, here, you, yeah. you guys are fine. We can actually just do this thing. Right, right, right. And you're, you're going to have a bunch of food. Well, we may be aliens, right? So, they're, they're, you know, Elon Musk wants to send people to Mars. Yeah. Right? And we want to set up space colonies. And the original purpose of this technique developed by NASA or Russia space agency was to base USSR Soviet space agency was to basically speed feed people in space. Well, let's feed people here. Cause we, we need to feed more people cause this, the population is skyrocketing. And also let's actually feed people in outer space. 
So for me, what's really weird about this whole veggie kind of revolution is that I grew up vegetarian, and we had like this thing called the Book and Bible House, which was, you know, we grew up with the whole church thing, and vegetarian was part of the church thing. We went to a place where they sold like Bibles and, you know, Christian type things, and also veggie meat. Like it was a part of the religion is to have eat vegetarian. So you were... You went to a vegetarian church, like basically is a church that mandated vegetarian. The church really liked being vegetarian, yeah. And um, so, anyways, I went to the store and they had a freezer section, and I had two things that I still long for this day. And one of them I can still get, but it's really annoying because they you have to like ship it via Amazon, and it's like with the frozen ice or whatever, dry ice. Yeah. And it's just a hassle because then you have to be home, yeah. right? Anyways, it was called Wham. And it, I know it sounds like spam, and it's also the 80s band with George Michael. Did it have an exclamation point? Like, wham. No. Or is it just wham? It was just wham. Wham. Uh, and it is one of my favorite, like, protein meat type things ever. It's, like, super juicy. I guess it's kind of like is there, spam. Is it a real meat? Like, a, it's, it's a mystery meat? Like it's, a, a, it's a veggie thing, soy-based. And there was another one called smoked beef, which is really funny because, again, it was all just plant-based. And we would sell these, and they would be frozen sliced things. We'd put them in between two toasted pieces of bread, a little bit of butter, maybe mayo, and it was the greatest thing ever. And I could taste it right now just thinking about it. So I grew up with that, but that was not cool. Like, it wasn't cool to have, like, fake meat back in the 80s. But now it's just crazy to me that, like, KFC other places are doing this, and everyone's waiting in line for it. Because for me, I was like, what's that weirdo, Carlos? Why is he not just getting a hamburger? Yeah, I mean, there's been this generations of this stuff, right? Like, there's, like, tofurkey and, like, these kind of alternative, like, fake meats, like, going back in, I think, to the 80s and 90s. And then you had, like, the Boca Burger and, and these yeah. it's basically bean-based burgers. Um, Morningstar started a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, like Morningstar. Yeah. And then, you know, 10 years ago, you went to, like, the... Uh, the the alternative section organic section in your trader joe's they'd have like a lot of soy based meats like kind of fake meats so this stuff's been around for a while but i guess what's new is um a lot of just kind of more either deeper science or an approach that actually takes proteins from plants like and, and takes properties from like heme which is a secret right. ingredient the secret ingredient of the impossible burger and it basically tastes like blood yeah like it's it like makes same, it bleed yeah it makes it seem like it's real meat like it's bleeding bleeding here's the thing though here's a challenge there's a uh, a, a, a writer who wrote an article for wired um and it kind of compared it to the movie concept or the video game concept of the uncanny valley right so you know that even your video games this idea of the uncanny valley and when you're playing a video game to explain Uncanny Valley, and you look in the eyes of the, of the, of the, the star or the, the, the character, and they're not quite there. They look real, but they're not quite it's there. It's kind of real. It's yeah. not real yeah, enough. Yeah, it's like 5% off, and it's enough to make it creepy. That's, you get that same thing with fake meat. If it's 5% off, and it's trying to say it's, it's meat, or like this should be a substitute for meat where you think it's meat, and it's a little bit off, then it's got the Uncanny Valley meat. And Wait. I felt that way with the first Beyond Burger. Like I just felt like it wasn't right. right. It was way too pink. And it was like kind of too. It big. is very pink. Actually, it had a weird burger. aftertaste. So, it, so I think the difference is that when I, because again, being growing up, going back to that uh, story, is like I grew up thinking like this is veggie meat, and I know what that is, and that's what yeah. I'm going for. Yeah. So I, it wasn't trying I have, to fake it. It wasn't right. trying to say this is real meat. I'm not. Whereas, trying that. like the yeah. possible beyond saying this is meat, you won't tell the difference. You, 
And if you I tell the know. difference, it bugs you. Yeah. With the other ones, like they weren't trying to ever sell the idea that they're like meat. They're just like, hey. Like grillers? They're still good. You had grillers, Steve Haskin? They're very good. They're like a fun, different taste that's like seasoned yeah. whatever it is. They're their you know? own thing. They're their, They're own, their taste. own thing. And so is Wham. And if anybody watching at home or listening you on the podcast. You should get Wham as a sponsor. Please yeah. let me have. Oh, you know what? I think they're Loma Linda. Loma Linda also did these things called Veggie Links, which are still in existence, which are hot dogs in a can, which sounds gross, but they're made with egg whites and they're very tasty. Oh. Veggie Links. I had, you had me for a while, but then you, you threw the egg whites. whites. That you lost makes them taste great, though. Also, fried chick, big fan of that. That's also in a can, and it's if, fake Was chicken. this all dictated by your, your church? My church, yeah. We, we had a very strict... <laughs> listen, Carlos, you've got to eat these things, and we also had to do the a couple of, of alternative rituals. Proteins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to um, the next topic that I want to talk to you about, which is robots and preparing food. Like, who doesn't like to talk about robots? Robots are great. Everyone likes robots. Yeah. But... They're also not great. And they can take away your job. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. Like, robotics have been around for a while. Like, you know, we've been seeing progress in robotics for a long time. And, but they've only now, in the last few years, started to really enter the restaurant in a big way. In a um, workplace In a workplace environment. environment. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason is, in some of these high turnover, high volume fast food restaurants, is it's actually really hard to find good workers. And there's repetitive tasks like flipping burgers or making hamburgers that actually take a lot of work and it's very low pay work. So a lot of the focus of the, the, the robotics that are going into restaurants and food service now from some of these startups have focused on these highly repetitive tasks where it's actually really hard to find good work. So I would push back a little bit on your contention. I think you're going this way that like, okay, robots are gonna take away our jobs. Well. That's probably true at some point. But, like, the jobs are taking away now. It's like the fast food guys will tell you, we can't find workers to take these jobs. Right. Especially because kids nowadays, they're not, like, going into to restaurants for their first job. They want to be Uber drivers, right? Right. So there's the gig or economy. Or working in a tech company. Yeah. So the gig economy is actually taking what has oftentimes been traditional starter jobs for yeah. us old guys. Right, right, right. You know, yes. we started, like, flipping well, burgers. Burger King. Yeah, or, like, yeah. working at the grocery store. Now, now like, those jobs are not sexy. So the the... They're looking for robots to help. Right, them. so those particular jobs are not being taken uh, anyhow, so why not just give them to robots? That's what you're saying. That's the point. Now, Flippy, Flippy, remember? Flippy. Flippy, there's, uh, you know, by a company called Miso Robotics. Miso Robotics, yeah. There's uh, Zoom, a company out of San Francisco that actually has, like, a, a billion-dollar valuation on their last funding round. They're making a pizza-making robot, and they also have this crazy, oh, like, delivery good. truck. Um and there's like a company out of, out of uh, San Francisco still. A lot of them are out of San Francisco. It's where kind of the hotbed is uh, called Dishcraft. And actually is doing robotic washing of dishes. Isn't um, that a dishwasher? Yeah, but like <laughs> that's but a thing. fancier, Carl's, and it talks to you. Yeah, that's a Your thing. Your dishes though. are like, done. That's a worth. That's worthy of conversation, right? Like, what was yesterday's robot just becomes an appliance at some point, right? So, like, right. You know, in the fifties, like a, a dishwasher may have been really magical. Like, oh that's my gosh, true. there's this magical box that washes my dishes. Yeah, I don't have to slave over the, like the sink. I just turn on the But now it's switch. like now it's a dishwasher. Yeah. Oh, it's not magical anymore. Right. The robot just comes up to you normally right. in the future and is like, would yeah. you like me to do yeah. things? And you're like, oh, that's the thing. So, like, there is this ongoing conversation in this industry, like, what is automation versus what is robotics? And, like, there is a difference. Automation is oftentimes just a thing that automates a thing, like a, a washing of dishes, that doesn't actually involve any serious robotics. Like, there's no things picking it up, moving around. And, like, so, right. um, 
I was literally, I worked at Burger King for, I think, two and a half weeks, and I was like, fuck this shit. Because it was that same thing. It was, like, repetitive to the point of, like, brain dead. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, I needed the job and whatever. Later on, I worked at Taco Bell, and I did all the shit I had to do. Was that last week? That was yesterday, yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I got to take my hair net. Is it off? Yeah. Uh, but that was something that was so repetitive that I think anybody wouldn't want to do it, right? Yeah. So if there's robots that fit that thing, that's fine. I think, and I'm jumping ahead to the ending, because I feel like if we do it right, meaning robots added to the workforce, we can take care of the, some of the stuff that we don't want to do anyhow, and then also have new jobs around that work, right? Like Miso and Flippy is the flipping hamburger robot. There's still some, someone should manage that shit, because like Flippy's gonna fuck up. Like, Flippy's not going to get everything right. Sorry, yeah. Flippy, if you're in the audience. Oh, there he is. Hey, Flippy. Hey, Flippy. Yeah. It's, it's not about you. It's Flippy Jr. It's someone else. But you've got to have people around those robots. Am I right? I mean, that's what the, the pros would say. Like, hey, like, don't worry. If, you're, you know, if you think this, job is, this line of work is going away, we'll have another line of work taking care of the robots. I'm not necessarily sure that I buy that all the way down the line. But, you know, you have seen technology come. And we haven't seen... Uh, all of the jobs go away. It's just there are new jobs that emerge as technology kind of moves moves society along. Um, I do think if you have mass automation of certain industries, you do see jobs disappear, right? So we we've, we've seen uh, some factory worker jobs go away mm -hmm. with you know automation and robotics. You know you've seen you know as you see automation and of assembly lines and in, in, in car factories, you start to see maybe those jobs away go away. You know, there's a reason why Uber is investing heavily in automated robotic cars is their biggest cost of, of doing business is the drivers. People. Yeah. So th these, these big companies are often thinking 15 years ahead and saying, Hey, we do want to get rid of the workers and just, just use robots. So I don't think that ultimately there's going to be, we will find new jobs for people who are displaced, but like some of these jobs are going to go away. You're going to have to like figure out a way to make a living and do something else. Okay. I have three, uh, like, Fast round questions for you about this topic. One, drones. Really, though? Really? So, giving you your food, the drones? Yeah. Really, they're going to do that? Well, I mean, if drones are uh, robust enough to like lift a hamburger into the sky and, and like take it to you. Are might, they? <laughs> it might just be hyper-local delivery, right? You know, we're the, a lot of the robots are rolling out now. And maybe to a certain case, drones are in universities, right? So, Starship, well, that makes sense. There's a there's a company called Starship. There's another one called uh, um, Kiwi, and their first test cases are in universities. Which to me, they're basically just like little mini managed cities, right? If you're going very, campus, yeah. like one, it's, and then to they're like starter two. they're starter cities, like they're yeah. starter towns, like it's like a almost like a movie set, and so like it's very controlled. You know when people are going to be walking, and it's largely a very disciplined group of people. So. Con for uh, drones, the biggest con for drones, wind. Right? There That's was like there, a wind, a yeah. strong wind goes by, you don't get your order. There was a story, I didn't read the full story, caught the headline where a drone actually, a delivery drone actually dropped on someone. Like, this was like in the news. It so makes sense. There are going to be lawsuits. Um, there are going to be I, drones. That's a hot pizza yeah. in my face. And there'll be people trying to destroy the drones. Like, how, like, who's, there's going to be people oh. out there trying to shoot the drones down. Oh, that's funny. There's already been people trying to sabotage these because there are some uh, driverless delivery vehicles out there already. Some people are trying to sabotage them. Right, the ones that do pizza, I think, and SF. Right. And I, we, I don't know if we talked about this on the other, like, other podcast, but I do think there's going to be a growing Luddite movement 
where people resent automation. Right. They're and like, get that out of here. You're already seeing some politicians talk about it, right? So, like, it's not big this election cycle, but 2024, there will be the anti-robotics politician, right, running for president. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. like, because much like someone villainizes, you know, um, non-American workers or whatever, you know, like one certain president who we shall not name, we there, shall. there will nice. be people pointing at robotics and automation, which actually I think is a bigger threat to American workers yep. than people from other countries. So it's going to be a bigger deal. Question number two, 3D printing. Really, though? This is all my questions. I just say a sentence. Yeah. Yeah, really? And then I say, really? Because really? I, don't, I feel like both of those are a little ways off. 3D printing, food, not yet. I've seen it on your website, but yeah. I don't feel like it's... Well, you know, where it's Aren't they expensive, too, those printers? You know, where there is serious 3D food printing today is in, like, things like cake decorating. Because the thing that you're printing mm. has to be fairly... I don't know what the term is. Viscous. Specific. Or, yeah, it's like you're basically printing thick gels and liquids. You're not printing hamburgers. So you're actually... There's actually some fairly serious robotic... Or 3D printers out there that actually will do, like, cake decorating at this point. So, okay. Yeah. That's a good answer for a very specific cause, but yes. And the last one I had down was Chef Watson makes new recipes. Do you see robots like creating and designing and being creative in that way where like a chef would be like, I've come up with this new yeah. thing. But you're like, well, Chef Watson knows all of yeah. your taste palettes and yeah. knows exactly what to do. I mean, I think there's a lot of work going in on in the world, a lot of research going on in the world of trying to fuse artificial intelligence with things like flavor um the one thing that we haven't like we've used computers to map the world of vision really well because of all the cameras out there we've used it to map like uh, and kind of understand data what we haven't used computers to do well yet is really kind of understand other senses Mm. like taste right so we're very early in this this world but um there are some like uh some data points that like computers like watson can take and then do interesting concepts around and pairings of because, and what you're doing is basically taking like human reactions. Like, you know, that this person likes sour food and you know that this person likes hot food and you take all this data and put it into Watson. They might actually come up with some interesting flavor pairings. Ooh, that'd be yeah. fun. I like cayenne. Yeah. I like cinnamon. Right. I like these things. And, and what do you, what and do there's you been experiments of like, uh, taking like a full meal created by Watson because they've done these crazy mm. flavor pairings and it's an interesting approach. So, uh, last thing is, what um, ideas can we give people who are working right now in jobs? This kind of extends past food, but where robots might come in and do the work for them. But like, what should they be learning? Like, should people? Can we give them any advice on like what skills they should be doing? If these robots are coming in to replace their jobs, which is again on people's minds, what skills should they be thinking about? Well, I think you just try to move up the value, the value chain, right? Like where robots are not today or like where chefs are, are. like chefs are like creating meals. There's, there's the creative work that happens in restaurants, designing things. Um, the robots today are just basically doing highly automated, you know, very boring, repetitive work where right. humans get hurt where people don't want to do those jobs. You got bored working at Burger King. Ugh, uh, one people, week. That's not unusual. So, but where people don't get bored is, bored is doing more creative work. So just try to learn your craft. Specialize. Yeah. Learn you how know. to mix drinks, and even though there are drink bots. Learn how to make really great cocktails. Disney. Yeah. They replaced all of their bartenders with robots? 
Yes, Steve Heskey's Okay, never no, mind. Forget that advice. You're all screwed. <laughs> You're all screwed. The, actual <laughs> the robots answer. are taking over. YouTube Run. clip. You're all done. Run. No, I just heard that Disney replaced yeah. most of their bartenders with robots. And people were like liking it because they were like, ooh, fun. Yeah. A robot's making and a that's drink. that's what I'm wondering, like. Like I've been having this conversation for a couple of years is like, okay, when do robots go from being like novelties? Like, hey, everyone's like, hey, look at that cool robot. Like, you go to San Francisco now. There's Cafe X making coffee, and people they, people wind up and check it out. Oh yeah, baristas yeah. are doing that. Yeah, but like at some point, people are just going to go, oh great, another robot, and like, hey, that robot's taking my job away. So I, you start to wonder if some people are going to start the novelty wears off. Yeah, and people start to get angry. Yeah, I wrote down barista. That was on your website. Botrista, yeah, that's basically a tea making. Oh, okay. Robot. So do they make coffee? Uh, that one actually is tea. Tea focused. Okay. There are some uh, coffee robots. I also wrote down Meg and Dia as a music video I just saw, where a robot does the music video for them, like kind of films it, and it's kind of funny. Again, in the beginning, like the the robot zooming yeah, in, yeah. and like, and then at some point the robot's like pissed and doesn't want to be turned off, and attacks them. And you should watch that. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's dark. It's basically a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it gets real dark. Um, and I think they win. But still, yeah, that's where we're going. Okay, before we leave, and this show's over, we talked about sustainable food and proteins. You've brought some, and this is the YouTube clip. Yeah, so this is a little package of, like, fried crickets. And one of the one of uh, the kind of the movements within the the food innovation world, food tech world, the future food, is people looking at bugs as a source of protein. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, outside of the U.S., outside of uh, in other uh, markets, other kind of regions, a lot of people actually eat get a lot of the protein from eating bugs. Um, here in the here in America, we're all kind of wimps, right? We kind of creep out of the idea. Yeah, we're like, really? That's gross. I mean, um, there are a few places, like if you go to like Safeco Field, what was Safeco now, T-Mobile Park, they've been serving uh, grasshoppers for like a few years now. So Have you they? can actually, yeah, as a snack. Are they chocolate covered? No. Oh. No. Just by themselves? Just by themselves as a snack. They're not bad. What's this coming? But I about? have this, I have a, a package called uh, Oaktown Crickets. Show this sweet, camera. Sweet, no, five sweet. spice, fried crickets. Uh, okay, zoom in on that. So it's spicy, though. We got, oh, sweet and spice. Yeah. Sweet and five spice. So Wait, that's confusing to me. There's five spices in this? Yeah, so it's like maybe like a lace chip, right? It's got the sweet and the spicy in it. Twitter, at Oaktown Crickets. If we like it, this will be great. If we don't, I'm sorry. Yeah. We, okay, tell me how much I should eat. I don't know how so, much. So uh, I, I think you should just, like, gobble. I think the way I'm not, the way Cricket Pro eating pros do it, they'll just open the bag and pour it in their mouth. Yeah, no, no. You're not going to do that? Give me a little yeah, bit, and you're going to have a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, you, don't ever call yourself a true pro. I won't. You know what? I won't. All right, hold your I'm mouth. fine with that. But give me, like, a... Mm. Wait, are these just legs and body Makes parts? You feel alive. Yeah, ready? Yeah, just not too much. It's camera getting this. Oh. Oh, there's like, was that all just like major torso sections? <laughs> there's a lot. Oh, that's scary. I don't know why this is so. It's bugs. Uh, now, you don't just do that, right? Why do you get less? Well. Take some of mine. No. No, I'm not going to. Should, I, should I just eat one at a time? I try that... once. Yeah, get it started. Okay. Now, these are, they're not moving my mouth, right? Because that's what I think of when I think of eating bugs. You just ate it quick. Okay. Not bad. They're crunchy. It's not bad. I the, just the spice think it's, is good. This, I this just good think spice. it's going to move in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that it's going to get going. 
I mean, yeah, it's kind of... It's really good. Not bad. They're crunchy. Those are Let's see if they can very the, good. Let's see if you can hear the crunch. Yeah, for the ASMR. Crunchy. All right, let's explain what they taste like. For one thing, the seasoning is great. It's a little sweet and spicy, like they said. More sweet. Almost a cinnamon sugary kind of in a way. Yeah. Um, and there's, the texture, a, there's a hint of cinnamon to it almost. The texture is kind of like, um, oh, you know what it is? It's like chickpeas. Is it a chickpea texture? It tastes just like a chickpea. Just so you know, this whole bag has 100 calories. So that's like good for you. There's yeah. like not many calories. All right, now that I've had like a bunch, I don't know if I would need to finish what I. Yeah. You know. Here's the here's what I, I think I'd eat more more it's likely. Kind of weird after yeah, too. the more the, the chance I'd like where I'd probably more likely eat bugs is if they were like not in bug form, right? If they were like ground up. That's what I'm talking about. And like made into like a protein bar, right? Yeah, I would why probably not? they the they have those bar. they have those. They used to sell them at like Whole Foods. There are those people trying to do that, right? Because we're looking. I was looking at body I think parts. Just the, now, the hardest right? part is like looking. Insects. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to look at the insects. But I also make the argument like I kind of am creeped out by seafood. Like shellfish, gross man. Like we're basically when you're eating shellfish, you're basically eating the bugs. At the yeah, sea. I don't like sea, seafood either. Right. Though. I think it's it's a big ment. It's just a mental hurdle most of us Americans haven't gotten over. I'm gonna We've gotten over eating like weird things off the bottom of the, of the ocean. That's true. Not that different. True. I'm going to say one thing real quick now that I've had, like, enough time to have a little aftertaste come you, up. Bug burps? Yeah. No, what happens is, so people at home listening, um, the beginning, again, whoever does this, right? What's this company? Oaktown. Oh, Oaktown Crickets. Oaktown, you know what? Good credit to you. The seasoning is fantastic. Like, I really like the seasoning. What's ha- what I'm experiencing now, and what I did pretty closely after, is you get a little aftertaste of something. could only be described as... Bug, like there's, a, it. I don't know what that means, but it tastes like bug. Yeah, you know which is like, weird because you probably haven't eaten bugs before, right? But you know, but I know. Yeah, my like primate reptilian brain goes. Yeah, like, at some point, you're like insects. yeah, you you evolved from a line of like your descendant of like yes, twenty generations removed, yes. or your yes. your great 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 grandpa used to just eat bugs yes exactly and this is tapping into that this part is of your exactly brain what it is. my native american ancestors the in dna Siberia. in your your body from your ancestors yes. is, is going bug oh yeah bug yes going i love it carlos thanks, i love the bug thanks, thanks, for, thanks for bringing me like back this. is that what your dna <laughs> my dna sounds like this carlos what's going on we love bugs here in siberia i, I didn't <laughs> we don't sound like this at all we're part russian native were you american. were you a muppet yeah. Were, your, were your answers just like Muppets? Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> um, it tastes... It's so weird. It won't leave my mouth. Yeah. It tastes There's like bug. There's water there. You can have some water. It tastes it's like so bug. Weird. Anyways, that is, that's the show. Uh, SmartKitchenSummit.com. You should go there. <laughs> there might be bugs. Will there be bugs at your show? There's going to be bugs. There's gonna be bu- there yeah. will be bugs, like there will be blood. Uh, go to that show. I'll be there. He'll be there. We'll both be on stage of some capacity. Yeah, there'll be robots. We'll be robots. We'll be food. Making food. Free food. They have to buy a ticket, though. Yeah. The thing. Um, it's a little thing. Yeah, just a little thing. Just last like time we were there, they had injera or, uh, uh, what was it, um, uh, non. Like a non-making machine. A non-robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a roadie robot. Oh, I love the roadie. So go to smartkitchensummit.com. Uh, smart yep. Also, the spoon.tech. 
And we want to thank Michael Wolf for being here. Thanks, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of things. Thanks, Carlos. You're welcome. And also, bugs. Bugs. He's eating bugs. What? We eat them all the time. Now I'm from New York all of a sudden. It's just Audie. That's the end of the show. 